Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring, the different types of auditing that you can do from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month. And I'm sure at the end of the month, you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 17, Financial Health of Third Parties as continuous improvement. Continuous improvement can take many ways, shapes, and forms. Typically, when it comes to third-party risks, a compliance professional will consider the ownership structure to see if there's any involvement by a foreign government official or an employee of a state-owned enterprise or even a close friend or family member of one of these two categories. There may also be an inquiry into the knowledge of anti-corruption legal regimes such as the FCPA and a company's compliance program. Other information about criminal and legal history and references, both professional and commercial, may also be required. Hopefully these indicia will be reviewed and updated on a regular basis. One thing that is most generally not considered is the financial health of the third party. It turns out that such an oversight may have significant ramifications for an accurate picture of a third party. The financial health of third parties is not only a key metric, but also a key due diligence tool, which allows a more robust assessment prior to contract signing and then in managing the relationship after the contract has been signed. A third party which is in a weakened financial position can come back to damage your business in a variety of ways. Obviously, a company which is under financial strain is more susceptible to cutting corners to obtain business. You can almost begin to see the fraud triangle forming at this point and a rationalization for committing an FCPA violation forming in the mind of a third party. But it's more than simply being open to potential illegal conduct such as violating the FCPA to get business. James Geller, the CEO of Rapid Ratings, has noted, Cybersecurity is obviously a hot topic for everyone. A company that, at the beginning of a working relationship, may 
may be onboarding or the due diligence procurement event, one may do a series of checks from a compliance and information security perspective, and that company looks fine. It gets green lit and comes on board as a supplier. Over time, if that company is weakening in its financial condition, the chances are likely that they are going to begin an underinvesting and maintaining the quality of their cybersecurity program. In a case like that, over time, a company partner of that firm is taking increased risk for cybersecurity breach. Because the company is weakening, but because you're not managing the financial condition, or they are not managing the financial condition on an ongoing basis, you have missed a leading indicator of a potential cybersecurity problem, and when the problem hit, it's too late. It's affecting revenue, it's affecting reputation, it's affecting all sorts of things. A database of financial health is important because traditional risk management has focused on protecting downside risk and detecting downside risk is being able to understand where a company or partner exists on a spectrum of risk that can be from poor to really good, and that means a user of of data is in a position to be able to do more than just protect the company protect from a company's failing for one reason or another, but be able to align with the strongest partners, which obviously creates resiliency and a very strong third-party ecosystem. In considering your third parties in a much broader manner, which allows a more robust assessment of their strengths and weaknesses, the financial health of a third party may tell you how well that third party will perform. Such information can be useful to you for business planning, particularly around strategic risks. Understanding the financial viability of third parties, be they traditional vendors, business partners, uh, affiliates, or even fourth parties, can help you meet your FCPA compliance requirements, maintain operational stability through the avoidance of business disruption, and support business continuity initiatives. Even better, you can cut through silos to develop risk management strategies, across multiple business functions. This moves compliance into the business process cycle, creates greater efficiencies at the end of the day, more profitability. This type of approach allows the compliance function to demonstrate solid return on investment going forward. It allows compliance to cut through many corporate silos, including such disciplines as business development, supply chain or procurement, manufacturing, and finance. Another important aspect to this approach can bring criticality. Only by managing third parties which you believe are critical to your organization, either for business or risk management purposes, it does not fully protect your company. Indeed, if you do not monitor in other areas of the organization by looking at critical third parties down the next rung and then the rung out and the rung out, you may not have the full understanding of the financial health. Continuous improvement through the monitoring of ongoing financial health is a tool where technological solutions can certainly have an impact. Understanding the financial viability of third parties can help the compliance practitioner meet the Department of Justice requirements to more fully operationalize a compliance program. It can also lead to more and better operational stability and that ever sought increase in corporate profitability. As your compliance moves into the business process, this is the type of review you should make a part of your compliance toolkit going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, do you have any idea of the financial health of your third parties? Really, any idea? Have you looked at this? Did you get audited financial statements? Did you do anything on a go-forward basis? Number two, poor financial results can open a company to engaging in risky behavior. Obviously, if a company is star financially, they're going to do everything they can to make sales. But think about how it would cause them to 
underinvest in such basic tools as cybersecurity, data management, or even compliance training. And finally, financial health monitoring can be used as continuous improvement. If you have a strong third-party system and then literally down the chain, you can have a strong compliance ecosystem in your supply chain, in your sales side of your organization, in a variety of different functions. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed Davis 17 of one month to more effective continuous improvement, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 18. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement in Your Compliance Program. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It was a help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only daily podcast to help you improve your compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and you've been listening to one month of more effective continuous improvement from the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.